You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our weekly look at the Kansas City Royals. And I'm here with Jeffrey Flanagan. We are in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, Royals made the trip over from Surprise. Jeffrey, uh, you've been in Arizona for a bit. How's uh, how's the state treating you? You still a fan of Arizona after, uh, what is it, six, seven weeks? Uh, It's time to go. (laughs) Love it, but it's time to go. Yeah, getting getting to be very close. Um, And you know you're getting close when actual decisions start to be made Mm -hmm. and actual announcements are made. And uh, you're not just asking the same questions over and over and over. Um, the Royals have made a decision with their uh, last rotation spot. It'll go to Nate Carnes, and probably not a major surprise. Uh, obviously, they like this guy. That's why they trade for him. Yeah, he's got that uh, power arm and a lot of potential, a pretty high ceiling. And really, it just it fits the ball club better to have him in the rotation uh, because Chris Young and Travis Wood could easily, more easily transition to the bullpen. Nate Carnes tried it a little bit last year. It didn't work out that well. I think just in the big picture, this this better overall fit for them to have Chris Young and Travis Wood. And, and you know, it's a long season, Anthony. And one of these guys, or both of them, Young and Wood, will probably end up starting some games this year because you still have Jason Vargas coming off TJ surgery from uh, 2015. So, you know, a lot of things can happen. Chris Young has shown he can transition pretty easily back into a starting role. Travis Wood's done it before. So just overall, it's, it's, it's not a surprise. It was just a, probably the proper fit. And how did, I mean, Chris Young, obviously veteran player, I'm sure he'd like to be in the rotation. How did he take that? Uh, well, we actually haven't spoken to him okay. yet. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's a proud guy. And, um, you know, Travis Wood, too, one of the reasons he signed with the Royals was to get an opportunity to start again. And that's not going to happen right away. But, like I said, for both of those guys, uh, they, they both are veterans. They know it's a long season. Yeah. They'll get their opportunities. Yeah, always got to keep that in mind. Opening day rosters are not exactly written in cement. No, they're pretty fluid. <laughs> well, the second base job is, is probably now the, the chief source of intrigue. It might have been even before the rotation announcement was made. Uh, pretty wide open uh, competition there still. Yeah, and, you know, early in camp, Raul Montesi, you know, one of their top prospects, if not their, the top prospect, just forced himself into the equation. It wasn't really a name we were thinking a ton about because he still has options left, but he's been so good down here and gives them so much more athleticism mm-hmm. uh, that you just have to consider it. Now, the, the problem is, and I, I do think he's kind of outplaying those guys, right, it, it's competition right now, but it's, it all comes down to roster construction. Chesler, Cuthbert, Christian Cologne are out of options. The Royals, like all teams, love to hang on to their inventory. They're not just going to release one of those guys or dump him in a bad trade. You know, and you have Whit Merrifield, who does have options, but he's such a great super utility guy that Ned could really use him on the 25-man because he can move him everywhere. So that, that's the question they have. And also the other thing is you want to keep developing Raul Montesi. He needs every day at bats. Will he get those at the big league level? Uh, there are just so many questions, too. I mean, we saw Raul Montesi get called up last year in August, September, looked completely overmatched at times. Do you believe these numbers down here? You know, he's really hitting the ball well, but it is spring training. He's pitching against guys who won't make the 25-man roster for their team. So... All those factors are going into it. Ned told me today this decision is probably going to go right down to the end. Yeah, has he made some kind of major change at the plate, or is it just a matter of he's gained some confidence? Confidence, yeah. you know. I, I, we've talked to him about. We've talked to Ned about. You know, that call up last year, August, September, allowed him to kind of, you know, stew on it during the offseason about what it takes to be in the big leagues and what what he's going to have to improve on. Uh, I haven't seen any major difference in his swing. It's just more confident guy, he's more outgoing. Uh, I think he now he realizes, hey, this is what it takes to get to the big leagues, and here's what i got, I got to do, and he's, he's trying to do it. Yeah, it's amazing what confidence can do in this game. 
the last bullpen spot. What's going to happen there? Wow. Uh, another <laughs> toughie because, you know, you still got a lot of uh, – they did finally release Jonathan Sanchez and Brandon Lee, but they still have a lot of reclamation projects in there. You also have Scott Alexander who's on the 40-man. He's got the edge there. But he's another left-handed pitcher. They've already got three lefties in the bullpen. Do you need a fourth? Who knows? Uh, you got Peter Moylan, who's not on the 40, signed a minor league deal, but they know what he can do. He pitched 50 games for him last year. Gives him a different look with the, you know, kind of sidewinding, some marine style. Uh, but they'd, but again, they'd have to like, you know, shuffle up the 40 man to get him back on it. Uh, and then there's a kid named Yonder Caramo, uh, who's 25 years old, uh, led the Texas League in ERA last year. Great sinker, sinker baller guy. Does not get a lot of strikeouts, but. Gets the ball in play, gets it on the ground. They love that about him. Again, he's not on the 40. Uh, and then, like I mentioned, you have all these other reclamation projects still in camp, the Bobby Parnells and the Albuquerque's and those guys. So, uh, again, I think that's another decision that's going to come right down to the end. Um, Salvador Perez, obviously we talked about before, the Royals dodged a major, major mm -hmm. bullet there with that uh, injury in the World Baseball Classic and yeah, pulled him out of the World Baseball Classic early, which in a way is a benefit right there. But yeah. uh, but obviously it was his elbow and not his knee that was uh, the more uh, precarious situation there. Right. He's back in the lineup this week at DH, um, but what does is, what is the timetable look like for him as far as being behind the plate and in time for opening day? He's going to be fine. He's going to probably catch six innings on Friday as we speak here on Tuesday. Uh, going to DH tomorrow on Wednesday, then they have an off day on Thursday. Uh, he's ready to go now, Ned said, and Sal told me that as well. He's been catching so many bullpens on the side here that uh, th there's been no restrictions. Um, the elbow's fine, the knee's fine, he's good to go. How about Mike Moustakis? Um, you know, we're here at Salt River Fields, he's in the lineup today. This is a guy who's uh, traditionally lit up the, the Cactus League. <laughs> and yeah. That's, that's kind of his background, but just coming off the, the injury last year, the knee surgery, um, you know, what's his state of mind, and, and how's his performance been? Well, his performance has been really good. He, he looks like the same guy he, he, he was before the injury. Uh, he's making really good lateral movement defensively uh, at third base. Uh, he's been picking up his hitting lately. He was hitting a lot of hard balls right at people, but he's got a couple homers. He had a big homer Sunday night. Um, it looks like the same swing, and, um, you know, Ned's got to decide where he's going to hit him in the order now. He had so much success two years ago in, in the number two spot, uh, I would not be shocked if he, he's back up there again. The only thing we know for sure is Kane will hit third, Haas will hit fourth. Mm. But I, I suspect Moose will probably hit second. Then depending on who wins that second base job, you know that guy could be leading off or it could be Alex Gordon. But anyway, back to Moose. He's, uh, he's been terrific all spring. They're going to bring him on a little bit slowly. They've got a couple built-in off days when the, when the season begins. So um, you'll still see him a, a ton at third base. You said maybe the second base guy is in leadoff. Maybe Alex Gordon's in leadoff. Are the Alcides Escobar's days in leadoff? Uh, it could still happen because I think he's let off before he went to the WPC. He yeah. let off a bunch of times down here, which is a little misleading because they're just trying to get guys at bat, right. so they put them up in the order. But uh, I don't know. Uh, of course, that's a big burning question for Royals fans who <laughs> uh, just roll their eyes when they see Esky in that leadoff spot. But um, we'll see. You know, Ned can be shockingly a little stubborn about that stuff sometimes. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, ultimately, uh, he'll uh, he'll put the best guy he thinks fits for for the leadoff spot. One last thing, Jeffrey. Uh, as we said, the Royals are here today playing the Diamondbacks and uh, former Diamondbacks property Peter O'Brien mm. uh, in the lineup. What's what's his spring been like? Obviously, <laughs> he he stands out in one particular department. Yeah, the babe. I mean, he, he hits some amazing home runs. He's got so much power. Uh, you, you just don't throw a fastball near the plate to him. Uh, he's got, I think, six or seven. I think he might be leading the Cactus League right now. I haven't looked lately. But uh, every time uh, 
and a lot of them are pinch hit home runs. Um, you know, he's going to, it's almost impossible task to crack the 25 man uh, unless they make some trades or something like that. But he's got options. He'll, um, he's got two options. So he could actually, they could get a thousand uh, ABs of uh, development in Omaha if they really wanted to. But, um, you know, if he, if he goes down to Omaha and, uh, you know, tears it up down there, you know, they really don't have a full-time DH. They've, they've, they've told us that Brandon Moss will be kind of a floating DH outfield mm-hmm. backup for his baseman. So, um, who knows? I mean, if he if he goes to Omaha and hits 25 homers by the All-Star break, they'll, they'll have to do something because uh, he certainly can mash the ball down here. All right. There you have it. Jeffrey Flanagan mashed this podcast. <laughs> I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning live, in. Live, by the way. Oh, we absolutely. Live. This is a special, special <laughs> event. Uh, we'll check in with you again next week on MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball. Baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.